This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. Today, we have the privilege of sitting down with Sean Wang, aka Swix. We talk about new features in React, like React Suspense and React Hooks, and how those impact developers day to day, and where they can find great information and resources about them. We also dive into the amazing work that he's doing on Reddit to foster an amazing community and to develop community-led resources for anyone who's either getting into their first React job or people who are extremely advanced and looking into things like TypeScript and testing. Sean is an amazingly empathetic and compassionate developer. And I think you'll love hearing his vision for how we can lift up other developers in our community through great open resources. As you're listening, if anything catches your ear, you can find show notes at reactpodcast.com slash 36. So, Swix, how are you doing? Very good. Very happy. I'm on a lot of caffeine right now. We're at React Conf 2018 right now. We're recording this at React Conf. Who knows when it's airing, but uh, what time did you get in last night? Uh, 1 a.m. Came oh. straight from New York City. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you so you're going to be pretty tired tonight too with the with the time difference and not having a day to catch up. But you know like I'm energized by all the people here and the the talks are amazing and honestly I'm actually regretting spending so little time here in Vegas because like the venue is awesome. Um and I just, you know, I've got a whole bunch of, I, I came from a conference and I'm going to a conference. Which and conference? so this is the second conference in the middle. Uh, the Jamstack conference is happening next week. Oh, wow. Um, so my company's organizing it. I'm going to be there helping people uh, with like their stuff. And I just came from Smashing Conf in New York. Holy cow. So this is conference season. It really is. It, it, like, it's <laughs> insane. I, I imagine that it's kind of a oriented around vacation season it seems like it happens after all the hotels need to kind of like find ways to get people to come to their oh, hotels in the off season yeah that's what i'm thinking I, that, that's my suspicion you know i don't I, i'm new to this uh so part of it, I, I think the thing that we're going to cover is uh, you know i'm relatively new to react uh this is my first year of react conferences my, my first conference ever was react rally so um this is going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So uh, tell me, how did you get into React? How did you start in the React community? Oh, so I, I'm a career changer. I uh, was in finance before for six years, uh, and I always coded as part of my job, but never uh, was a professional software engineer. I was always I was a trader. I was an equity analyst. Uh, but then I was good at the coding part and shit at the finance part. <laughs> um, so so then I just made, decided to make the switch. But also I just realized that like making apps and distributing it into the hands of people, like, have you know, uh, Getting the religion of like the open web and like how that's better for like uh, making literally anything you can think of think about was effective. So I you know went to a boot camp last year and eventually essentially started out uh, this time last year mm-hmm. um, focusing entirely on React and that was a bet because I actually was you know every starter every beginner who who comes into this um, gets caught up in all the FOMO right like is Vue going to be the next thing maybe I should learn Vue first um, and. Uh, I think it was a good bet, uh, <laughs> and I think that uh, I, I lucked out for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So React was your first it, kind of language that you started making money as a developer in? Uh, well, or framework, sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, um, went to a bootcamp, went to a full stack academy in New York, uh, which is very good. I highly recommend it to people. Um, and then graduated and immediately got a job in uh, maintaining a React TypeScript design system. Uh, at a hedge fund in New York. 
So that like a little bit of my finance and, and web dev career mixing in there and then going full web dev uh, by joining Netlify uh, a month ago. It's only been a month. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it? Uh, I really like it. Nellify is obviously like loved by all the front end devs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really am interested in, like, so I, you know, I'm, I don't know that much about the back end stuff, like uh-huh. the Kubernetes setups. The Nellify is secretly a multi cloud thing on top of seven different clouds. So most front end devs don't even care or know about it, right? But it's so secretly complicated and it just abstracts away all that setup that you would have to do by yourself, which a lot of people, like, if you really put your mind to it, you can do it. Yeah. But it's what AWS loves to call undifferentiated heavy lifting. Okay. Which is like, like, all right, I'm going to set up an IAM instance. I'm going to, like, set up, you know, this and that API gateway and, and yeah. maybe, maybe this like, this isn't configured right so I gotta go set it like Netlify just t- takes away all that and just like thinks about it from a user experience of the front end dev and gives them superpowers to just say alright I'm gonna I'm gonna work on the things that actually make my app special right and everything else that's just like hosting screw it right like it's all the same right we just deploy it <laughs> yeah um, and, and then and then it's a it's a very opinionated stack which I which I really have come to like appreciate mm-hmm. which I didn't like opinions are a hard thing right like um, opinions are good but unimpeded un, un, it's kind of like we, we we swing back and forth between wanting opinionated yes. uh, things and then one wanting unopinionated things because we can c- compose things together um, and Netlify is definitely super opinionated uh, and but because of that opinion you can get to build a lot of other things on top of it yeah uh, which is similar to react in, in the sense that we're, we have very strong opinions about one thing which is your view layer and then everything else you can build on top of that yeah um, so maybe that brings it back to react a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well it's cool I know that uh, Netlify, at least from the outside, seems to be really popular with front-end developers because it does make a lot of those requests that would be like take a lot of time, be something that like ops would have to like actually hook up in their in their setup becomes like a button click. Yeah. Like deploy all of my branches to subdomains yeah. is just you just turn that feature on and now you can everything that you you think of you can make a branch and you can test it out yeah. right in your app. Yeah, so like I I really like it for open source. So yeah. I think every open source uh, large open source library should move should at least have their docs on React uh, on on Netlify because we're like just like perfect for them because every single PR that comes in gets a gets a preview and a, a deploy yeah. so you can you can see the difference and you can you can version it because every deploy is immutable you can roll back and forth just in a click yeah um, and you can you can pin the versions so that's what the React docs do uh, they they just pin the versions um, and you'll never change right so like yeah. you have version docs just out of the box. So like it's it's just really it's a really good setup for 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 docs at least. So uh, we actually just we're in the process of moving the Redux docs over to Netlify. Oh, cool! Uh, and then I just had a conversation about moving Create React app over. Wow! So so uh, and then we have a bunch of like Babel, Kubernetes, uh, a bunch of other. I I don't even know the full list, but it's it's a lot of open source stuff. It's it's really good. So obviously, uh, I think about the projects, the, the React related projects and their relationship to Netlify. But um, are there other communities that are really strongly uh, connected to Netlify for, for deploys, like Vue and other front-end things? Uh, I think Vue may be on there. I have no idea. Okay. Um, you know, I guess I, 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 do, I do focus. Uh, uh, the benefit of focusing on React is that I know what goes on in React. Yeah. Uh, but, but then the downside is I don't know what goes on in other other worlds. Uh, we do have a DevRel person, Vid, uh, Divya, um, who's also from Singapore. I'm from Singapore, um, and she focuses on the Vue community, so she should be able to tell you. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, awesome. Um, so, 
<laughs> Sorry, I totally lost my thread. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> Netlify. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean. I didn't mean this to be a pitch. Uh, I just like. I like talking about it. I like. You know, it's. It, I think. I always. I'm always surprised when people don't know about it. Yeah. So I feel like the whole world should know about it, and then yeah. they don't. And then I'm like, okay, let me let me fix that. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's fun when you have something that's so useful. Yeah. And you know, it is being proven daily by other React teams. Yeah. Um. To to not share it. I mean, that's. It, it makes your life easier. Like I am, I'm sad when I can't deploy something in Netlify. Like I, we've had things that we've, we could have easily put on Netlify, but we decided to kind of, the, the ops team did their their own thing and put it on AWS, which is fine. Um, like, but I don't have any control over that when something isn't, like if I want to add a feature to it yeah. and something doesn't go exactly as I plan in the deploys or whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's like totally opaque to me, which is, which is a bummer, but. Yeah, you mentioned uh, how we kind of oscillate between wanting something that is perfectly suited for our task and high level and things that are low level and uh, kind of used in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, and you mentioned Netlify is one of them. I just talked with um, Matt Perry and he was talking about open source wise how... I love this talk. I didn't know. So, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> so I always, I always regarded PopMotion.js as this. I knew there was, it was like this guy on Twitter uh-huh. who just like talked from his, you know, animation library account as, yeah. as his personal thing, and I didn't know who who that was. Uh, and now I met him. So it's <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, and he's great. You should talk to him. I, you guys get along really well. Um, but yeah, he was talking about kind of the difficulty of he built this really low level library in PopMotion. Yeah, um, and. People didn't quite get it. Like, it was too much work. And so he built Pose as basically a high-level way for people to work in React um, with, with PopMotion. Um, do you have, like, do you have thoughts on, like, when people, like, how to communicate those boundaries in open source? Like, how to give people the low-level API, but then also give them something to uh, to kind of, I guess, whet their appetite, give them something easy that they can just kind of like NPM install, yeah. like, this thing. Yeah. And then kind of like gradually increase into more complexity. I got you. I don't have very profound thoughts at the moment about that. Um, I think that it's okay for people to be low level. Mm-hmm. I think they should be upfront about it though. Uh, there's like, you know, I, I, my favorite category of things that, we, that we've talked about so far is lies that we tell. And the lies, well, some of the lies that we tell are like, you know, you read me, it's like, just do this like and it's like three lines of code and then yeah. you're done and then I'm like no <laughs> uh, you're not done uh, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. curse on the, on the podcast but I can't um, but you can <laughs> you can I just mark them explicit say whatever you want um, and uh, I mean and, that, and that's a lie so, but, but, but um, one, one pattern that I'm seeing is, uh, is that is very good that's kind of started with Apollo which, which I'm aware of which is Apollo had for a while uh, in, in their V1 version had so many uh, different APIs and configurations just to get going mm-hmm. and then they and then and Urkel came along and prodded them, and then they made Apollo Boost, which is like a starter pack. Yeah, that like bundled up all their eighty percent use case stuff, and you just imported that one package, and you can you could get up and running. That was very good. And then now recently, uh, you should check out Redux Starter Kit um, that Mark Erickson made for Redux, where he took like combined reduce, um, not combined Redux Thunk, and reselect and a bunch of other things, uh-huh. and put all those things into one package for Redux, so that you didn't have to. Um, set all those things up manually, sure. including like Redux Dev Tools, which was always a pain. Um, but anyway, so like things that I think um, you explore the you explore the problem space mm-hmm. with 
um, all with a low-level tool. And then you look for the common use cases, and then you bundle those up into a high-level higher-level tool, um, and and that uh, it does fit uh, cases better. Um, and I think there's a nice parallel between, you know, how there's a debate between convention and config configuration. Yeah. People always want to do zero config and all convention, but then but then the use cases spread, and then they add more config to the convention, and then it's just like back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very interesting parallel between like. We'll go more declarative here and then more imperative here and then more declarative here and imperative here. So I think uh, people switch back and forth as they explore the problem space and find the right abstraction layer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of, uh, you know, just to bring it back to React, I think that's kind of what React was too small. Um, and we had too many libraries that had to be installed together with React. Mm-hmm. Um, and now React is growing its responsibility area uh, to, to envelop those Problem spaces. So actually, I tweeted something this morning because we uh, we're, we're we're here and they just announced hooks. I just tweeted that uh, the authors of Recompose and Redux moved to moved into the React team, and now with hooks, they've absorbed it into React. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we can talk about hooks if, if you want. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, so you mentioned kind of how React is growing to kind of gain some capability and match the suitability of what we're using it for. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the like? What are the big things? What What do we need to know now about the bigger React? Yeah. Well. Okay. So uh, first of all, I'm not going to be the authoritative. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Uh, person on this. We're just I, talking. I, yeah. I'm just. I'm just a random React fanboy, which I like to call myself. Uh, and I, you know, these are my opinions. Um, uh, so the two things I think are uh, one. Uh, we definitely React has gained a sense of time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what the fiber scheduler has definitely been reworked to to get to get that into by having essentially time slicing at the core and estimating work to be done so that you can yield back to uh, to render um, and be interactive at all times, and then the second thing uh, with hooks, which which like you know are a complete bombshell. Like for a long time, the, the team has said, "All right, uh, classes are a pain. We want to move to functional uh, a functional future." Uh, but it's probably two years out because it's really hard to figure out. Yeah. And then they drop this out of the the blue, and it's just like wow. Um, and obviously that's Sebastian. Uh, working for 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 you, um, but ho- with hooks, I think it's more about like encouraging uh, you to think about uh, a, a more functional form of what React is. Uh, and um, it's funny because like my first React job, uh, uh, my boss was someone who came from the Java world, and he said he liked React because it was object oriented with all the classes. Sure. Yep. And I was like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Um, we're about to take all of it out. Um, it's all right. You were able to lure him in with the classes, and then you know, go away eventually. Um, I just think he. I, I think, it, and that's something that's true of uh, that's an outcome of being part of JavaScript. JavaScript is a multi-paradigm language. Mm-hmm. It's got func- it's got uh, functional. It's got a bit of object-oriented. So you're going to have that in React as well because you're you're you very stay very close to JavaScript. Um, but I like this way of thinking about. Uh, setting up your side effects and taking them down in every render, yeah. um, and 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 that's a that's a very very different paradigm from the object oriented instance approach that we that we persistent instance approach that we tend to think about with classes. Um, so uh, so I really like that. I, I think that it will be very easy to write non performant code uh, if you're not careful. But w- I mean that will involve some training. Uh, but I think I think a uh, uh, classless React in future would be a very uh, it will be an easier thing to learn for beginners. I definitely struggled when I was learning React um, 
to to know what binding was and what this yeah. is in any context. Well, and there's a lot of very confusing low quality articles that don't really give you the right the, the full scope of like when it's important. Like they talk about the strategies, mm-hmm. but then a lot of times it just kind of leaves you hanging of like it am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to do it every time? Yeah. Like, what, like, when is this important? Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it using this experimental uh, syntax for oh, class, like, properties, so, yeah. for class properties? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love that. <laughs> there's, there's, but we don't need it now. We don't, we actually don't need class properties anymore. Now that it's in Chrome, <laughs> we don't need well, it. No, no, we, we don't need it because, because we, we have hooks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's, I think it's just, it's, there's a world of hurt for newcomers as they like start to, look for these answers and then kind of find more questions Mm -hmm. which is which is a real bummer so i i too am excited about uh like what you're talking about with this idea of like classlessness (laughs) classless react is is what i called it but um, they may have a more official version and it's really interesting because it's tied into this idea of concurrent react yeah that react has uh essentially two two rendering uh threads uh this is a this is not Strictly true, but you can think it's a good mental, <laughs> mental model. model. Sure, uh, there's like the current thread that you're seeing, and there's the the thread that they're currently rendering, the work in progress uh, thread, mm-hmm. right? And they and React is able to jump jump back and forth and do the work between them, and and when one resolves, it can sort of rebase them as as uh, you know they 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 showed in the JSConf demo. Um, so that's that's a I think though I think those two concepts are tied. I think React Fiber was 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 written uh, with these things in mind and we're just seeing the implications of react fiber which we didn't really get yeah and it just blows my mind that um jordan walk knew this he knew this four years ago um when people were like what's the future of react like he was like yeah we'll probably get async rendering and and he said that four years ago <laughs> and he like i don't know right I, I, these guys come from a different planet um and and uh, i'm just glad i i think I think we're learning a lot, right? As we yes. as we follow along. Yeah. So, I think uh, one of the things I, I actually tweeted out uh, a while ago when I was like learning the internals of React and just looking looking at like the way they think about things and the way they make decisions on APIs mm-hmm. is it gives you a framework for looking at other problems that are not nothing to do with React, but just like good architecture, good programming, good API design, mm-hmm. um, and so. I I appreciate that. <laughs> React is React is a religion, <laughs> uh, more, um, and and a and a lifestyle. So you've been following Suspense for for a while since mm-hmm. March since it was announced, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, has there been a lot of uh, has there been a lot of churn since you know what Tons. they announced? Tons. So uh, one thing I like to say is that the fundamental. So I made a cheat sheet. Uh, so uh, Dan's React Conf. Uh, a JSConf demo was March the 1st, and I think I made a cheat sheet like a week after. And it was just all a, a summation of everything that he presented, but it was, it was split up by the concepts, the goals, uh, the computer science terminology that he introduced, mm-hmm. and then finally the API, right? And what's funny is that since then, in the six months or so since then, um, the only thing that's changed is the API. And the API has changed like three different times, uh-huh. and it hasn't mattered because as long as you know what the goals are, what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. you can understand the APIs and, and reuse them, whatever the, the latest version is. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very important to, to look up that, uh, to, to have that framework to start from basic principles and then work down to APIs. Yeah. Um, so there has been churn, but only in APIs. And, and that's just because they're doing the R&D. And like, I, I have a day job. I don't, you know, I don't do this full time, even though it looks like it. <laughs> 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 I don't do this full time. And, and so I always... Um, 
try to make sure I cut myself off from like following every step that they do and just try to be high level because that's their job. That's not my job, right? I'm not, I'm not here to second guess them. I'm just here to learn from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that approach. Um, have you felt like pretty content then with uh, the APIs that do get stabilized? I th- so React Cache is probably the most contentious one. Uh-huh. Uh, so as we talked about in, in our live stream, um, which I'm sure you can link if you... Yeah, I'll link, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so that's the that's the one that probably... I mean, I, the one that we used uh, wasn't even final. So uh, I know I know that Andrew is going to release something tomorrow that, that will probably look like closer to the final version. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's probably the one where like supplying the cache, like assuming, uh, you know, the, the problem with a low-level uh, library... Like, so React is, is actually becoming more low-level. Uh, in the in the way that it appro- it approaches things, and uh, having to assume that you you do have multiple caches is probably something that most apps won't actually need to do. You, you probably just need one cache, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the verbosity in in the in the API probably comes from there. Uh, but apart from that, like it's it's been perfectly fine. Like I I you know no complaints at all about about that. Like everything moving common use cases towards like these these things all used to be imperative we used to use like component did mount event handlers to and and state to you to do all to to do fetching yeah um, that can be all moved to, to declarative and, and you can use suspense to do that um and so i'm very happy with with uh with how that works out yeah i i, I have to say the same and i don't know if maybe i just don't have advanced use cases enough to be to be pushing the boundaries and find dissatisfaction mm-hmm. but i find that there the team is so well considered yeah. and they're so far ahead mm. in terms of their thinking. Like you said, they're we from sound a different... like two fanboys right now. Oh, we are two fanboys. They're so they're so good looking. <laughs> they're so well dressed. Their grooming's impeccable. <laughs> take or leave the APIs. No, they they work hard. And and, yeah. and they and they they do take feedback from the community. I I think I think they also get a lot of crap sometimes, which yeah. is kind of undeserved because they, you know, I have debated these things way longer than we have. Yeah. Well, and I see so often them, you know, responding diligently to conversations. Like just recently we had that kind of, you know, memo gate. Like everyone was super pissed about memo. I don't know about pissed, but sure. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Some people were dissatisfied with the fact that it was memo. Why did you call it (laughs) memoize? Yeah. And um, I just... I think that they take their their job of of communicating the hopes and ideas of the framework, yeah. um, even in light of kind of an undisclosed future, really seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, I always appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've caught up to their vision of the future. They, there's pretty much nothing left that's not public about what they what they are planning for you know the next year, I guess. Um, sure, sure. They gotta have ideas. Though. They, they gotta have. <laughs> I, I'm excited about React Fusion, uh, which you should you should definitely ask them about tomorrow. Okay. Uh, which is uh, prepack plus plus react uh and that's all i know about it <laughs> but uh, but i think i think we're we're moving towards uh what i call the age of uh ahead of time like ahead of time compilation mm-hmm. um, which all the other frameworks are doing and svelte in particular has has been built from the ground up to do that mm-hmm. and i mean that will be a step change in the bundle size and yeah uh the way that we think about um you know what's what gets included and what what doesn't um and and i, I think there's been this discussion about react.lazy as well which is why can't every component just be lazy by default and then the, the component figures out which where to break it and what and why are we manually figuring it out ourselves? So um, I think there's I think this is very early days. I always like to say that um, front end is, is still like wild west. Yeah. Um, and the reason that we have a lot of churn it, it is 
not true that we have new frameworks appearing every day, but we do have we do have some churn. And but the reason we have churn is because it's it's so early, uh, and we're still exploring what the right solutions are. Um, so check back in a hundred years, and we'll you know we'll have settled down on something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just haven't had that you know maturity yet of like other engineering disciplines. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> So you've been doing a lot of work uh, on Reddit to make yes. uh, just make React a little bit more approachable for people who are incoming into the community. Uh, can you talk to that? Yeah, I like to say that in in the our React JS community, uh, we help people get started in React and then help people get jobs in React and everything in between is is a nice uh, marketing tagline. That's quite a quite a range of things that you do. Yeah, well, I mean, there, yeah. Um, it's ambitious for sure, but I think it's bookended by those two clear points where we can help people, uh, and then everything everything else. Um, I would like to see it become uh, the a single place where you can check in to see whatever is relevant um, in the community in the React community that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can see it at the top of the sub the subreddit, um, and you can stay informed that way. You don't have to be on Twitter. You don't have to stay on a hundred different GitHub issues. Yeah, uh, and I think Reddit's a very good model for threaded discussions and, and peer review, kind of like Hacker News, but focused on a single topic. Sure. Um, I've been a Redditor for a long time, and actually Dan picked, uh, basically just said, like, you know, made me a mod and just, and just, just said, do, do whatever uh, you think is best. But I mean, I, th- I think it's doing well. Uh, we just hit 75,000 subscribers. Wow. Congratulations. Which is a huge, yeah, thank you. Um, we, uh, we're at like... I don't know, like 70% of JavaScript. Uh, I, I want to exceed <laughs> the, the, the JavaScript uh, community. That'd be point. quite a step if you exceeded uh, no, JavaScript. We're, we're, we're not going to. Um, actually, I'm not sure about the number. Don't, don't quote me on that. But, um, but I, I mean, I think, so, I mean, we have to meet people where they are. We can't yeah. expect them to only be on Twitter or only yeah. look at every single GitHub issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think that I can serve the community in this small way. Uh, I don't like this Reactive Flux, uh, with all respect to Mark and Carl and whoever runs uh, Reactive Flux, because it's not open. You can't search. I mean, you you can't search from Google, and it's and and it's just like it's not threaded, mm-hmm. and it's just like there's all these issues. So that was hard for for me in particular. I remember I because I use we use Slack for work, yeah, and not everybody does. I whatever. Use Slack. I use but Slack. I, yeah. yeah, I'm not a chat guy. Maybe I'm not a chat guy, <laughs> but. When that uh, when that community moved for for all the right reasons, yeah. obviously, um, it was just one more app that I was going to have to have open all the time, yeah. and I just didn't. Yeah. I just stopped. Yeah, uh, which is a bummer. But but it, but it's really good for some people, right? Yeah. So it should continue to exist. But that's not to say that the Reddit community isn't on this um, isn't deserving of the same quality. And I think for a long time, like when I was learning React, I, I looked at the Reddit community. I was like, oh, it's nothing going on here. I'm going to peace. Yeah. But like that's not you know. That's that's not helpful to the seventy thousand people who are on there. Um, so I think I think uh, you know I'm trying to get the quality up. I definitely welcome more uh, you know advanced conversations. We we tend to get a lot of like, hey, is React good for SEO? And then we gotcha. answer the question. So I'm trying to build up that base of people who are like competent in React, who who help out beginners, and but then also can discuss, uh, real, have real debates and not like you know, rehash the same, like, topics over and over again. Interesting. So what are some of the successes that you've you've seen in your goal to help people from the beginning to hiring and everything in between? Um, well, so, uh, it, I mean, I think we have the biggest React job board in the world. So every, wow. every, every month I just post, like, a who's hiring. It's the same thing on, on, on Hacker News. Uh, but it's only focused on React. So people can get jobs. Uh, and, and companies that want to hire, they, they, know, they know where to go. Um, and then, but then I realized... Uh, which I so one thing I didn't like that gave too much power to the companies because you're you're you know 
handing over your CV and you're you're applying yeah. to them. So I started doing a who's available and then doing and then giving power to agencies and freelancers. Oh, interesting. Which like is completely unserved by <laughs> by other, I, I don't know of any other place to do it. Right? Yeah. Apart from like I guess uh, net, personal networks and stuff. So I know people. I know people have gotten jobs up there. I know that uh, even companies that haven't been able haven't hired, but they said that they got back to me and said they had high quality candidates applying mm. who really know new React, and and it's no surprise because you know it, there's there's a filter there. Um, I would like to build up a reputation system, kind of like Stack Overflow. Yeah. Um, where uh, you know, people who people who have a reputation, who who have who have a history of like good discu- dis- discussions, um, that can be part of your application to a company, and people can pick you up just from your activity here. So it's a re- positive loop of like better community, better job market, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, I don't know how much. I think I'm spending too much time on it because <laughs> it's addicting. It's kind of like playing a game. It's a, to me. To me, it's a game. To me, it's like all right. I mean, it is kind of gamified. Yeah. Right. It's like it's like all right. I got this big community. Um, and how, what, what can I do? Like, um, you know, it's not, it's not every day that you get a chance to, 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 to serve like, you know, in, in, in some capacity yeah. like that. So what can I do? What ideas can I come up with, um, to, to come, to make, to make this a success? So, yeah, um, I, I like it when people start, um, I, I like when people, well, the React core team has started showing up, right? Uh, they, they've always, they've always been active and, and Dan in particular has, has, has been active. Um, but I think like, just like making sure that they have a good Venue to engage with the community. Yeah, um, that's the most that I can do. I mean, I, I you know, ban bots and and trolls and stuff, um, but that's like kind of the, the day job. Um, and then uh, also like just making sure that like it's a good place to get exposure for people launching new projects, right? Yeah, like here's my new library. Have a look at it. I want some feedback. Um, maybe try it out and and give me some response. So I, I I've been seeing people uh, do that, and and to me that's a that's a good metric. Yeah. Um, because there's there's not that many venues to launch and get noticed. Sure. Apart if if you like don't already have a huge following on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is very skewed on Twitter, and I I, I think that Reddit's a better place to launch for for uh, newer projects, maybe. So have you seen a lot of good feedback when people announce a project? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's about it. I'm I'm trying to get. Uh, so I have this like reading book club. Uh-huh. Um, so I, right now we're going through the uh, the React docs. Oh, cool. Um, and making sure that you know we'll, every week we'll we'll read a page and we'll discuss it, and it's, it's a book club. Right, um, and, but eventually, I, I hope to move on to 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 actual books and yeah, and and uh, because I think that technical books are really underutilized source of technical learning. Yeah, uh, because the authors spend so much time, you know, researching and 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 writing writing it up, and then no one ever reads it because it's a book, right? It's so much commitment. But if you can break it up and make a book club out of it, uh, it might be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I was I was for years afraid of um, shoot. Now I can't remember C I S P. No, C S I P. Mm, I can't remember structured computer programs. Okay. Structure. I don't remember. Is that a is that a famous book? Yeah, it's kind of like a classic programming language programming book. I think it was. From I think I've a, seen it. Curriculum from MIT. Yeah, there's like a wizard on the front of it with a lambda, <laughs> and yeah, um, I was super intimidated by that book, yeah. and um, and I just I was like, you know what? It's I've been doing this for a long time. It's time for me to read this this book, and I was amazed at how approachable it was. And all this time, I'd been uh, avoiding it. Yeah. When I should have just dove in. So I love this idea that you're you're doing. Yeah. So for those who are looking to get started, um, how do you recommend that they get started? Right. So it depends on depends how how 
much they've already done. If okay. I, if they're like completely from, uh, you know, starting from scratch, I do recommend Free Code Camp. That's where I got my start. Okay. Um, but then there's also like Code Academy. Um, I don't recommend Udacity. Uh, sorry, uh, I don't. I don't recommend Udemy, like the the like ten dollars mm. courses that you can take, um, because they definitely. Um, it's there's a difference between like teaching you the principles and the APIs, mm-hmm. uh, as compared to here. Watch this video of me making an app, and then you do the, the exact same motions mm-hmm. to make the app, and then you're on your own, uh, which which Udemy tends to do. Um, oh, like here's a thing. We're gonna make it. Uh-huh. But just kind of showing you the steps and not really conveying the concepts. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Or, or explaining the, where what to do if, if stuff, stuff goes wrong. It's mm-hmm. always happy path, right? Yeah. Um, so that's not very helpful when you run, when you go off course and then you're like, ah, you know, then you have to Google stuff. So, um, so, so knowing, um, so we have recommended free courses uh, that uh, they're, they're, they're good for beginners on our, on our Reddit. Um, so you can definitely check that out. And uh, I think, I think once you get a basic level of, I can finish the, uh, the full stack projects on Free Code Camp, mm-hmm. uh, which take which took me uh, beginning to end about three months. Okay. Um, uh, then then you start building your own things, right? Yeah. Um, uh, whatever small little apps that you want, um, as well as start you start to uh, learn in public, which is kind of like my big my other big thing mm-hmm. uh, advice for people, which is um, whatever you whatever you learn, you should um, get in the habit of producing. Uh, exhaust, like learning exhaust. Like oh, you, Brad Frost t- has a talk about that. Really? Because it, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He calls it creative exhaust. Creative exhaust. Okay. And it's his uh, kind of guiding philosophy in why he does all of his work in the open. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I that sounds like I need to uh, learn about that. I know you had a podcast with him, um, and I have to admit I haven't caught up on that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. We uh, we actually didn't talk about it in that show. Okay, cool. So yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But like, I subscribe to too many podcasts. Um. But anyway, so so yeah, but it's, I kind of think about it like earthworms. Like you know, when earthworms like eat the ground, they also leave residue that's like more uh, makes the ground more fertile for, yeah, for, for yeah. plants. Um, so I'm the earthworm. I'm, I'm crunching through all this learning material, and then, and then in my output, like I'm making talks, I'm writing blog posts, yeah. um, and and just and and just generally sharing my experience for others to follow. So you leave a trail, right? Yeah. Uh, but then also. Uh, like that's the bare minimum. Like if no one reads your stuff, you will. Your future you will read your stuff. Yes, right. Which is good note taking. But more, far more often than you think, the people who like you're learning about, if you get stuff wrong, they will crawl over bro- broken glass to come and correct you. Because the <laughs> best way to learn something on the internet is to be wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, and 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 so. <laughs> so like I make notes. I I like yeah. I write uh, my React TypeScript cheat sheet, and people come in and say like this 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 is wrong. I'm like thank you. <laughs> as long as uh, um, I always like to say that you can learn so much on the internet for the low low price of your ego, right? <laughs> so if you if you just you know you divorce so true. If you divorce your utter ignorance, I I always like to say ignorance is power, because wow. Well. Um, and 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 knowledge, of course, knowledge is power. I'm not I'm not I'm not like a nihilist, but I'm just. Uh, but like you know, when I like when you get hired on uh, like as as a bootcamp grad, right? When I got hired on my first job, uh, and the first day they ask you like, are you able to do stuff? Your instinct as a as someone with imposter syndrome is to go, um, yeah, sure, I can do it. And then you go and then you yeah, go yeah. figure out how to do it. But no, they already hired you. So what you should say is, no, I have no idea. Can you help me? Um, and that. That ignorance, if you wear it on your sleeve and you're honest, and but you're earnest, right? You put in yeah. the work, right? Um, it's a superpower because no one can fault you for that. 
Yes. It's it's just you. Like it's all in your head, right? So 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 I like to do that, and I like to do that. Um, I probably like it, it. Probably should you should you should try to do it to the point where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Right, because that's where you're you're really growing, um, and the more you do it, the more you the more you like the more ground you cover and the more comfortable. And then you look back and you're like, oh, I've covered a lot of ground. Yes. And people have helped me along the way. And I know, like, I think, I think Dan, the, the only reason, like, Dan's, like, helped me is because I've, like, been wrong on React, right? And he will come and, like, you know, do his thing. And, and I'm better off for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if I share my experience, then I'm the amplifier to, to him. And that increases the value of him helping me. Yeah. Right? So learning in public has so many benefits, um, for not just like yourself, but then also like uh, the the general community around you, which like I really like a lot, uh, and I try to preach that to as many people as I can. I love that. That's a great <laughs> message. I remember telling a friend of mine early on, I was like, "Hey," and this was when I was pretty new in development too, but I was learning this lesson as well. I was like, "Hey, so if you need to f- learn something, I was like." Don't post a question on Stack Overflow. Post a wrong answer on Stack Overflow. <laughs> yes. I, th- I think there's a there's a there's a name for this law. I think it's like Godwin's law. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty true. It's <laughs> it is it is, and you learn so much faster. It's a lot more like an apprenticeship model yeah. where you are expected to do something wrong yeah. and then be corrected. Yeah. Um, and that is a that's a really successful model. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, that's what I've been doing with Suspense. That's why I do these things. Um, I, I also have a bias towards covering the new things. Um, and and that's that's another piece of, like, I have, like, these, like, seven things that I advise mm-hmm. new, new, new grads on. Um, but one of, this, one of them is specializing in the new. Um, I'm never going to compete with, like, the guy with, like, 20 years PHP experience. Sure. Right? But, you know, React, if you invented it, you can maximum have five years experience. Yeah. Right? So... Like I can, I can be somewhat like competent there, yeah, and definitely more competent on the newer stuff, which sure. like people are dragged, like they don't have time for that, and, yeah. And so I can be helpful, and and through and through through being helpful, I can be on the React podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which like I I have no I I am very I'm very aware that I have no place being I have no place being here, but um I you know I'm 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 happy to to to, to share my experience, and I, I I want like more than anything I want other people to do the same. Well, I think you absolutely do have a place being here. That's why I wanted you uh, wanted you on. But I think I think it's because of that creative exhaust, the fact that you are helping people and you are like all of these things that you you talked about in our recommendations have have given you a platform to help other people. And honestly, I want this show to be about people and about getting competent and react. And uh, I think that you're modeling that super well. So thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Crazy React Asians, part two. (laughs) Part two. I'll link part one. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Sean. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of React Podcast. This show wouldn't exist if you weren't there to listen. It also wouldn't exist without Spec FM, a podcast network built to help designers and developers level up. If you like React Podcasts, you can find other shows like it on spec.fm. Thanks specifically to Mikhail Delport, who produced and edited this show. If you find this show fun, useful, or helpful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you catch your podcasts. It'll help other developers and designers find the interviews and news that we cover here. And finally, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at React Podcast, or spectrum.chat slash react podcast as always i'm chantastic thank you for listening we'll be in your ears again next week 